Chris Duffin, man. It's an honor to have you on the Man of War podcast. You know, we started to talk a little bit before we kicked this off and you're a fascinating dude. You know, you have a great story behind you and we want to dig in, man. We want to get to know who you are. We want to get to know um, how you have that mentality, that perseverance in your life. So to start with, I'm going to let you introduce yourself to our audience. Yeah, so uh, Chris Duffin, a lot of people know me in the, the, the strength world. I'm the only person in history that squatted and deadlifted a thousand pounds for reps. And um, but for the most part, I'm a and I'm an inventor uh, of products that improve biomechanics. I work with like 90% of professional sports teams in any college you can think of, and uh, that's that's the space I I, I live in today. I've got a uh, I'm also a best-selling author. I own multiple companies all surrounding this aspect of, I call it living better through strength, but it's, they're, they're focused on the physical nature of things uh, because that is really important in the world that you have that, but we can't forget the other aspects. And that's why I wrote my book is to touch on those, those other pieces around mental, emotional, or even spiritual strength. But I, I'm, I just, my passion is just helping people understand that the struggles, the challenges, the things that come at you in life, they're what make us stronger. They make us more resilient and prepared for the future. And if you go to the gym and you do some curls, what happens? Your arm grows. You get a little stronger. You break your arm and you put it in a cast. That's the same thing as trying to avoid conflict in life, <laughs> trying, to, sure. trying to find the easy way out. What happens? Atrophy, fucking death. That is the process that starts. So, so I, I've got a I've got a good story about my life. I can share a lot of these uh, philosophies that make sense because I've had a, a an interesting scope over the course of the last uh, forty four years. Good, good. So we're going to dig in uh, into that for sure. So what I want to know mentally here, um, you know, when we talk about <clears throat> where you are in your life and and you've done a lot of things and and we'll get into your childhood and and then kind of how, how you you know how you overcame, you know, a lot of things out there. And I want to dig deep into that. But as we stand today, do you think that based on that past experience of your life, you're a better man for it? Absolutely. Absolutely. I wouldn't be who I was. A lot of people will ask me, you know, what it was like growing up in the experiences that I, that I had and whether I wished I wouldn't have gone through that. And I wouldn't change it for anything in the world. Awesome. That's great to hear. You know, it's uh, because I'm constantly talking about men who rest on their laurels and basically you look at them today and they're, you know, oh, I did this in the past, I did that, but they're not transformed for the better today. They're, they're, unfortunately, they're, they're crap. 20, 20, end of 2014, beginning of 2015, I looked at my life, you know, I'd gone from growing up homeless to being this turnaround executive. I could, I'd come in and uh, take over an aerospace manufacturing company or an automotive manufacturing company, turn them around, get them prepped and sold, uh, come in, grow something from a regional to a national or international presence. I had a house with a white picket fence, a couple kids, was married and had my hobbies. And I was uh, competing, you know, at the, at the pinnacle of my, my powerlifting career. And I, I looked around one day and I said, am I happy? And I said, I'm not happy. I'm living the American dream, but whose dream is it? It's not mine. And I said, I don't have passion in my marriage. I don't, I love leading people and helping them grow and become, you know, more, but 
I could do so much more. Mm. And I said, you know, what am I doing with my lifting? It's just, you know, it's a personal thing. Uh, and I walked away from all those big things in my life. People said I was fucking crazy. And I went out and said, I'm going to change people. I'm going to help them get out of pain and live a better quality of life. And in a matter of a few years, I built a large globally recognized brand. I didn't know anything about entrepreneurship. I ran other people's companies and I started in my garage and built a multi-million dollar business. I ended up walking away from my marriage, which was an incredibly hard thing to do, but did it in a positive manner, have a great relationship with my ex-wife. I bought her a house just uh, five minutes away and remarried, have like incredible like passion and shared vision and values with this woman and have my, uh, my third child. And I walked away from, I was ranked number one in the eight in the number one in the world for eight years straight for powerlifting, walked away from it and started uh, creating these exhibition lifts to raise money for charities, for things that I believe in, and just like pushing the envelope for what I thought was humanly possible by creating this, these other experiences and doing things that people thought, I mean, there's a documentary movie being filmed uh, that's going to come out later this year about what I did because it's just so crazy over the top. And uh, yeah, I, I was sitting there. You said, rest on your laurels. I could have just rode life out, man. I, I was making good money. I had everything that everybody who yeah. says that you need to work for. And I'm like, it's not awesome. what I want. It's not the way I want to be living. Awesome. So, so you felt that, that need to serve like a warrior, right? A warriors serve, man. They serve for a higher purpose, for a higher calling. And you just felt that in your gut that you needed to do something much deeper. Uh, it's, it's been kind of the way in my life. I mean, even when I was a, as a teen, uh, you know, when I started, I, you know, by 19 years old, I ended up taking custody of my three younger sisters one at a time and raising all of them while I put myself through college and was working full time and doing just to get them out of the environment. Like I've, I've always been there. And like I said, it was, it was, it was weird too. When I moved into, I talked about the leadership roles I had. I was this quiet, introverted kid. I'm not like articulate. I'm far from polished. <laughs> I'm not none of those things. I'm like, and I found that I fell into these leadership roles and performed really well, but it's, I wanted to, I wanted people to accomplish more in life. And I was authentic about it and I'd connect with people. And that's how I freaking brought about you know, cultural change uh, within organizations and complete turnarounds and all this stuff. It's, it's not some freaking fancy business plan and this, you know, restructuring plan, you know, like you've got to really bring some fundamental change to the people that are there and create some alignment and some vision and just help in that process. And man, it is so, that's what I love about coaching and stuff too. It's, sure it's great to do big things and accomplish them but when you help people like step into the place of fear to place of unknown where they don't know and see them come out the other side and you see them start that confidence that engagement in their life i mean that's just so powerful uh, when you see that impact and start seeing without, what without they do with doubt. the rest of their life yep. i mean there's just there's nothing else like it 
Without a doubt, without it. I mean, I couldn't agree with you more than, you know, when you impact somebody's life and, and all of a sudden you see them grow and prosper and, and do things that maybe they weren't able to do before because of, of your guidance, just a little bit of guidance, man, it changes everything, you know, your perspective in life. I love that. You know, that's very powerful without a doubt. Let's dive into, you know, um, your struggles in your life. Let's get into uh, yeah. your story. So I grew up in the wilderness in Northern California. And my, my parents, they're really smart, but just didn't fit with society, had their reasons not to be uh, there. And this is covered in uh, my book, The Eagle and the Dragon. And it's, they made a choice. And when you're living on the outskirts of society, people don't really necessarily realize what it's like and the other people and the dangers that, that are, represented there but you know imagine six years old you're living in the woods you've got beams strapped up into the trees because there's rattlesnake dens and that's where you're sleeping and you're being taught how to capture and handle live rattlesnakes it's six years old crazy you know, sitting there looking at it wrap around your arm staring you in the face and you're staring death in the face mm -hmm. and these are you know lessons i learned really on that like fear is something you, you have to you have to control but not be reckless you can't be carefree but you must you must respect it but you must control it because if you don't it death is right there right and filling up jugs of water down in the stream setting them out on rocks to uh to to heat up so you can bathe and you know, that's that's the type of environment i, I grew up in and it's there is some there's some wild things that happened. I mean, it's dealing with, there's stories of dealing with murderers, uh, lots of drug and alcohol abuse, drug running. I mean, that's what my parents did. They were growing weed, you know, back in Northern California in the, mm -hmm. in the seventies and eighties, right? <laughs> it's how you make a living when you don't, don't oh. want to be part of society. And, uh, you know, there's people running around with machine guns in the woods uh, back there in those days. It was a, it was a different time. And there was, there was a serial killer. There was, unfortunately, there was uh, human trafficking, and that affected uh, the family. And and so some pretty pretty nasty stuff. Uh, uh, me, my three sisters, and my brother were all taken uh, by the state for a while. And parents finally decided to uh, get clean of the drug trade, mm -hmm. moved to, up to Oregon, and mm -hmm. took us back. And we quickly fell back into the same thing. Cause they just, again, my mom was just wanted to forge a, a life away from the world. So mm -hmm. we were out mining, logging, mostly mining and fell right back into it. And, uh, that's, you know, there's gotta be some way out of that for myself. I mean, I was really well read. That was our that was our thing was the library. You know, you just go and get stacks of book and read by candlelight or flashlight and just absorb every bit of information. And obviously physicality was just huge for me. I mean, you're packing rocks and a, you know, giant sack of straight up the side of a hill, hands and knees. And just like, I, I, I've worked from, from, from a childhood on. And so when it came to getting it done, I got it done. And I went, uh, got myself, a, a pretty, pretty good at, athletics, but I ended up getting a full ride uh, academic scholarship and went to school for a dual engineering degree and kind of 
didn't contact home for a little bit because it was easier. I mean, when I was growing up and I was working, you know, I'd wake up in the morning and my mom would be rifling through my clothes, pulling my money that I'd earned (laughs) out to go buy a beer and whatever. And anytime I'd call home, same thing needed parents. It was the opposite relationship. I'm in school, but I'm providing uh, uh, money to uh, back home for food and whatever. And (laughs) and so I I limited my contact and then uh, it was a year and a half in, maybe two years into college, I, I realized things had gone like really bad at home and just couldn't let it continue the way it was. So I had three younger sisters and I ended up uh, starting to take custody of them. And I raised all of them through their teenage years uh, up till I think I was close to 30 years old by the time I was done. Uh, the last one was, was out and on our own. And so that was, uh, I did all that while I was chasing my, chasing my career and lifting weights. And that's, that's been with me the whole time. And that's, that was, uh, that was my, that was my upbringing. And so I learned, uh, I learned a lot of lessons in that time period about just focusing on just one foot in front of the next every day, making sure you know where you want to go. And we get so sidetracked in this world about with all the activities and things that we, little TV friends, you know, have some drinks here, or you you get busy and you got all these checklists of stuff that you think that you need to get done because you're you're not moving somewhere and you're doing all this stuff, but you've never actually, you know, a month goes by, three months goes by. I watch people have the six months goes by, and they've never actually even moved that one step towards the thing that they really want to be and really want to go or even not even know what that is, where to go. Right. And uh, so I, I learned a lot of this stuff early on. Let's backtrack a little bit here. <clears throat> so do you think that your mindset now was built during that time that you were struggling and that you were basically just, you know, developing as a young man and, uh, because perseverance, you can't just have perseverance from one day to another. Perseverance has to be built. You know, that tenacity, that mindset, the will to get through things. Do you think that during that time when you were younger, you were building that? I think I was. It really wasn't until like my 30s that I really started it coming into conscious awareness of the things that I that I did, that mm-hmm. I could speak to and teach others mm-hmm. and um, but the traits, those attributes, the things that I presented in the world were mm-hmm. definitely developed during that period of time. And it's not like it's that environment's going to build it though. I mean, it's, God, look at this, this world today. You know, you ask so many people who they are and they'll tell you this story of I'm such and such because uh, my alcoholic parents, or I'm the guy with a bad back that's, you know, going to be living this way for like, they're telling you who they are by the things that have happened to them. And yeah, sure. It sounds like I'm doing the same thing. I use this as a, I didn't even, people didn't even know my background until I really started writing my book, even in high school, like people, they didn't know this stuff because I didn't, I didn't share it. I use this as a story to articulate what, how far you can move the needle if you can, if you can put this stuff in place. But so many people, their definition of oneself, or the is their environment and the things that have happened to them, and that's that's not you. You're defined, and the beautiful thing is, 
every single day by your choices, your actions and your responses to those things. So that's the beautiful thing. And it's also the, the negative thing. There is no, I've done such and such and I can just stop because now you're done. You're, <laughs> you could have been a war here. You're 20 years ago and you, you, you didn't, you didn't stay strong. You didn't stay resilient. And, you know, there's a car accident and there's somebody inside that's, you know, needs help and you freeze up and lock up because you don't freaking know how to handle stuff anymore. 100. I mean, it, it's, it's, and that's one of our, <clears throat> our biggest uh, mottos, you know, that we live by um, in the man of war here is look, you know, we don't give a fuck what you've done in the past. We want to know how you are today. I mean, that's the bottom line. You know, we respect your credentials and all that good stuff, but that does not necessarily equal to a high caliber, uh, you know, a next level kind of dude. It just doesn't. I mean, we've seen, listen, we interview over a thousand men a month for our crucible. Okay. And I can with 100% certainty tell you that, um, your past background really has very little to do with who you are today. Most, today. most of the guys out there that decided at one point or another to, to make it count to, Hey, you know what? This is what I went through like yourself and you helped it build who you are today. And now today you're shining, you're doing good things. You're doing good deeds based on that. That's honorable. But the dudes that say I already did that, been there and done that. And you go back and you research on who they are today. And you, you're like, wow, man, you know, th this is embarrassing. This is not good enough. It's not good enough for men to say I've been there and done that. Uh, because in the, in the end, I mean, we, we've seen them. We even have guys in the crucible drop out military vets with, you know, from high level programs yeah, in the military, they drop out after the first or second day. You know, so it's got to be, it's, it's this practice. I, I call it the practice of living in you. You can't, you are defined by your limits. And so the only way you know who you are is to go out there and be pushing and testing, walk right up to that fucking edge and peer over it and see where it is. Yes. Don't go past it. But every day you got to go back and see yes. where it is because you're not the same person you were yesterday. You can't fall out of practice of, of stepping into that place of unknown. I don't know if I can fucking do this. And you need to live in that place because you never know what's going to come at you in the future. Without you got to be prepared for it. Without a doubt. Be Let's talk about for going. I don't know. <laughs> no, I, I hear you. And, and it, uh, I'm, listen, I cannot agree with you any more than, than that. I mean, it's, it's, um, we're on point, man. We're looking at life pretty much from the same perspective. Let's talk about commitment and discipline, which I feel like it's a big lacking, um, lacking problem in our society, the lack of commitment and certainly the lack of discipline. Yeah, <laughs> without a doubt. Um, I, uh, it was funny is one of the people that really taught me this uh, now works for me uh, is my old high school wrestling coach back in the early nineties, but he was just brutal. And he, you know, he, he, he could, I, I don't care about the big picture. I don't care whether you won districts or states or whatever. It's like all the little shit. That's all I care about when no one's looking and you're running, did you go all the way and touch the line? 
Did you did you put every little last cent? Nobody knows whether you, you you drove it there except for you. And it's like those little steps every single day. If you take care of that shit, the big shit will start falling. And people don't have the discipline to do that. They'll take the shortcut. They'll take the easy road out. And that's uh, it, it is definitely a huge lacking thing in this world. And the commitment thing, people can't even commit to the freaking things that they want in life. It's like this bucket list shit. Like, oh, I need to do. And then it's like whatever's fancy and floats in front of you today. I need to do this. I'm going to chase that. And, and then the next day, it's the next flashy thing. And you're over here. Guess what? You never move anywhere in life if you live that way. Oh, no, no doubt, man. I mean, it, it's it's really the lack of commitment. I mean, we just, uh, I mean, it, it's sad to see in our society yeah. the lack of commitment. We we see men that exactly, you know, they they want anything today is that you can put something in front of them today, and they're all in. And then all of a sudden tomorrow, they're like, ah, fuck that. They're all in in the next project or in the next thing. And they never get anything done. You know, this is why we have, you know, in our society, these, a lot of weak men that walk around like zombies, they don't know where the fuck they're going. Um, They really don't know anything about without any purpose in life. So for me, I don't know if you agree with me, but discipline and commitment kind of tie in very, very tight. And ultimately, if you can somehow integrate those two elements into your life, you may start achieving some type of purpose, some type of why in your life. Um, so let's talk about purpose. Yeah, I want to play off that for a little yeah, bit go there, ahead, Ralph, go ahead. if you don't yep. mind. So um, this is kind of a, a business piece that I that I that I teach for people to really understand their failings. But is this? We so many people they're always trying to find the perfect plan, the mm-hmm. perfect business strategy, the perfect thing mm-hmm. to focus on in life. They spend eighty percent of their time constantly like revising it. When you should set it, spend twenty percent of your time, and then spend eighty percent of your time evaluating how well am I executing this? It's not like the plan isn't working. Let's shift to a new plan. It's like let's take you know my goal is to you know go work out five days a week or whatever it is your probably goals to accomplish something but that's part of the subset here but it's like why did you miss those things why did you like you need to spend time investigating the process and what are the breakdowns and the things that hold you back so you can sit there and turn around and and actually accomplish those things and if you sit there and they don't even have to be the right things i call this the the, the, the balance, achieving balance through extremes, like pick some fucking big gnarly things in life that are actually opposite of each other. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'll use, I'll use my squat and then I'll use like work-life balance to articulate these points. I, if I say, I want you to squat and put every last ounce of effort into it, people will automatically go, ah, forms to the wind, things don't matter. Like you just falls to the walls, going to look like shit, doesn't matter. Or if I say, I want you to go, I want it to be you to chase excellence in movement and form. And go, well, I'm just going to do a body weight or just a plate on the bar and just work till excellence. When actually, I mean, I want both, both. They're not diametrically opposed things, right? And so if you chase both of those extremes, you end up going further on both sides in this beautiful place in the middle. Because 
if you don't chase the extreme of load, you can't find where you're going to break down. So you can't perfect. You can't maximize the, the, the performance side unless you, you're push, removing every last energy to leak. And you end up in this place in the center that people think is these you know, diametrically opposites and you go so much further. You could say the same thing for work-life balance. That's how I, I live the, the, the life I left before. I was bouncing against limits because I was trying to, this framework of if I give more to work, I'm taking away from family. If I give more to family, I'm taking away versus now everything is all one my, my training is part of what I do. My, I work harder than I've ever worked in my life, but I spend probably four to five more hours a day with my family than I ever did before. Uh, because every bit of like my, I've created this environment that draws the people in that I want to be associated with. So where's my friends? Where's my everything? Like all these other things in life. So my point being, when you chase extremes, it makes you really choose what's important in life because the fluff and the crap has to fall away. It's the only way that you, you can really find because the shit that don't matter, there's not going to be room for it. Great Let's commit, make fucking commitment and just go after those things. Pick a couple of these things and you're going to find whether it really is important to you or not, because you're going to have to give up other things, but you're going to be able to, man, isn't that a freaking beautiful way to live? Like that's the way I want to live. Without a doubt, yeah. without a doubt. Let's talk about fear. All right. And I believe this attacks, in my opinion, fear is a life destroyer for many people. It is a business destroyer, family destroyer, and then personal destroyer. Um, so many people are just not willing to get over it. They're not willing to fight the fear. They're not willing to face certain things. What is your take on fear in our society now, speci specifically in, in our society here? Um, well, <laughs> I mentioned this uh, practice of living in fear peace, but truly the ability to step into the unknown is the only way that we really grow as individuals. You've got to be willing to personally do that. You need to be able to help other people accomplish that because that's the only way you can really discover what's on the other side and who you, who you are. If you know, and you've got absolute confidence that you can pull something off, there's no challenge in that. There's no overcoming. There's no, I mean, in essence, it's, this is leadership as a whole. This is in the, in the business environment. We, we, it's the difference between managing and leading. If we know the outcomes and we know how to have it, it's not something new. It's not some new experience. There is, it's just, it's, I guess it's just managing things versus actually leadership is there has to be something new. There has to be some unknown component that you don't know how it's going to come across. I don't know that I've, I've got the skills. I don't know that I've got the, the level of commitment that it takes to pull this off. I don't know. Like, that is, that is that place of stepping up to that edge of the cliff I was talking about earlier and being willing to do that and surrounding yourself with people that are willing to do that, expecting that of the people around you and in your organizations. And uh, I get so many, 
that's just, I challenge people. And it, it's, it's funny hearing stories from people. I've got to, as they're filming the movie, uh, they've been interviewing people from all the way back into the early 90s and stuff. And it's, uh, it's crazy just the similarities of stories and like people going, God, that Chris, he's a fucking pain in the ass. But he sure did. You know, it's like, I'm proud of the fact that every person I've touched in my life, like I've touched, they know it. And the, uh, the producer, he, he told me, he's like, cause he's doing all the interviews separately. And I just hear kind of the rundowns where I follow up with the people later, but he's like, I'm just amazed. He's like, I can't believe I hear the same thing from everybody. Cause there's people that have flown in from, you know, LA, Boston, all over the place, setting up meetings, doing this stuff. And he's like, everybody says anything for Duffin <laughs> um, because you're going to have that impact on people if you if you push them and challenge them to move into this space because it's going to transform their life. You get somebody to move through this in one area and next thing you know, it might just be a, a project that they didn't think that they could take on or whatever. Next thing you know, they're going to night school to get that degree that they, that they wanted or starting up a business or moving to another career that they were afraid of moving. Like this rut of society today, people freaking live this Monday through Friday, living for the freaking weekends. And as they do it, because they're not challenged over the weekend, they're sitting there and they're not engaged with their kids, their wife. They're sitting there drinking a beer while watching the game, just not in like you end up with this freaking like life is the screen in front of you. And next thing you know, it's 50 yeah. years have gone by and you haven't done shit. Yes. I mean, tell you, get on. That's the. The, the good and bad thing of social media, get on Facebook and go find your old high school friends and look, you know, classmates and look at who they are and how they've lived. And it's, it's, it's crazy. Some of the differences that you will see. I'm like, I, I can't Let's even ride like, on that. Let us ride right on that. How important do you think it is to surround yourself with the right people? See, let me elaborate a little bit. People think that the friends that are going to agree with you all the time, that are going to be supportive all the time, that those are the right friends. Unfortunately, no, no, no. you got to have I, guys, I people that are that, you know, keep you accountable, man. You know, it, it was funny. There's so many people in like the, uh, I call it the, the hustle porn, the entrepreneur, like, you know, people that, you know, the ones that drive around and rent their, rent their jets and try to, you know, sell their coaching businesses. And right, right. they're always saying the same thing. Fuck the haters, remove the, remove the naysayers from your life. And I'm like, <laughs> you're so full of shit. Right. Like you can surround yourself with some of those non naysayers and they may be working against you and you, you don't feel it because it's not, it's not words to your face, but they're looking mm -hmm. for the opportunity to hold you back to, to, for you to stay in the same spot they are when I say you develop and live through resilience, I specifically stated something about conflict. So many people, they want to avoid the conflict. They don't in their life, in their workplace, in their friends, family, you need that. You need people that are going to challenge you. They're going to step up. Like in my, in my company, we have some heated meetings, but it's, it's because we all believe and want to be in the same spot, place and we actually freaking care. And so because we have opinions on how we get there and we care, we're willing to challenge each other on this stuff. And that makes you validate it. And that makes you think through things. And it makes you, 
You know, if you say that you, this is the way to go, you're going to step in, you're going to commit, you're going to go, go after it, man, this, this <laughs> pussification of like trying to remove, uh, remove conflict and, and live in this way is such the antithesis, like really take a hard look because I'll, I'll bet you some of the people in your life that are positive to your, to your face are actually holding you back at the end of the day. You need to expect more of the people around you and surround yourself with people that expect more of you. Without a doubt. And that was, again, like one of the reasons that I I said, I, I don't recommend, I never wanted to get a divorce that was not, I'm not proud of the fact that that happened, but I'm proud of the, why I did it and what I, what came out the other side because I needed that as well at home. I needed to be able to like somebody that's not trying to say we're, we're comfortable. We're happy. Let's just roll. You know, like there was no fights ever. It was, it was like living with a, with, with, with just a comfortable roommate that never, you know, like pushed you or expected more like we're, we're happy. And yeah. it's just not acceptable to me anywhere in life. You need to have passion. You need to freaking drive things forward. Do you believe this? Do you believe that if you are the smartest guy in the room or the most successful guy in the room, you're in the wrong room? <laughs> Absolutely. And I, so many people will not, if you give them, they'll say that. But if you give them the opportunity, they have their own business, they're creating their own team, they'll want to be the big fish. They're afraid to hire people. Let me tell you a story. So when I started the, uh, when I took over the aerospace company, uh, I came in, I was, I didn't come in directly in the general manager position. I started uh, as the operations uh, manager reporting to the general manager and the guy that actually built the company to begin with, like laid out all the processes. He was, he's one of the best guys uh, in the Northwest around here for, for this type of technical work. And he'd gone off to start his own business, but it was 2008, the economy was crashing. So he came looking for work and the general manager says, Hey, Chris, you should look at hiring this guy. And I knew, cause I was still new on the job. It was like six months in. I knew that he wanted me to hire the guy and that he was hoping because I was a high paid guy that he would end up replacing me. And so I interviewed him and it was very clear that the guy I was interviewing thought, you know, that I was someone that he could, he was going to come in and he was going to replace me. So I'm sitting there and I hire this guy that wants to take my job. He's got the skills and abilities to actually take my job. And my boss wants him to take my job. I hired him because he was the best man for the job. And I turned around that company with him. I replaced the general manager, uh, rolled in that role. And then, I, like I said, I prepped him uh, and sold that company. Then I went to a new organization. And do you know who I hired? The same guy again, because by that point, he said, Chris, and it was well, and he, he came to this point. He's like, after working for me for a couple months, he's like, I see what you do. He's like, I need you to be successful. I know why I failed before. He's like, you're the only person that I've ever felt I could actually work for. But I, I had to have the confidence. I mean, that's like, 
who does that? This guy was more skilled than me at the tech. I needed him. I needed him because he had the technical skills in an area in this aerospace industry that I didn't. Right. He was better than me in this, but I was confident in what I added and what I could do. And that's fine. And I did that. Who, who, who does those sorts of things? And it's, it's what saved 150 people, their jobs and got that company saved successfully. And he still, he comes to me today. So this is, that was, I said, 2008, we're 2021. Uh, he comes for me for uh, to mentoring today. So. Awesome. That, that, that's a great story. All right. So let's talk. Articulates that point pretty well though. Very, very much so. Yeah. But very much so, man. And, and, and that's, you know, stories are powerful. Sometimes it's not just talking about a subject, but giving, you know, that perspective from happening, you know, you having the experience of actually happening in your life. So that's, that's a great perspective. The, um, I want to kind of shift hats here a little bit now, and I want to talk about what methodology or what structure you use in your life to keep you at a level where you're constantly improving, where you are, you know, like you said, you know, pushing yourself to these extremes mentally, uh, maybe physically at times, but you know, how are you walking that path? It's, uh, it's a deep seated understanding of who I am and what I want to do in this world. And so it's a practice of constantly digging deeper, asking yourself and peeling back these layers and getting to a point where you, you, you get to this understanding of these fundamental things of how you want to live and where you want to be that can't ever actually be achieved. So it's like you could set goals of, I want to live in a million dollar mansion and I've got, I want this car and I want like those things that you can get. But if you're getting to a point of, I want to live because the things that I value and the way that I want to live, you, why do you want those things? And just keep pulling back, pulling back constantly. And you get to the spot of, I want to live around these values and these values for me, it's a, a sense of accomplishment, challenge. I love recognition. Uh, creativity. That was something that I missed in my last, in, in my prior careers that I didn't have. Uh, continual learning. These are just a, some of them. You'll, you'll end up, you'll find you've got like six, seven, eight of these like intrinsic things that are just, and your goals are ways of expressing that. Expressing. So my, my thousand pound squats, that was one way I could live that. My thousand pound deadlift. But People go like, what's your next grand goal for lifting? I'm like, well, I don't have grand goals for that anymore. Like right now, my plan is changing the entire face of fitness and its integration with clinical care and all the siloed broken shit. Like I'm going to change the face of all of this. And it's, it's a massive undertaking. I'm five years into this 10-year plan of working this stuff, right? And so you, you get this you know, North star or whatever the hell you want to take it, call it, but it's this place you can always get closer, but you can never actually get there. And that's fine. That's actually the way it needs to be. 
That's awesome. But it takes a lot of deep-seated introspection to get to that point of knowing what and how those things are. And because once you understand that, how can you, if those are your drivers and you're not living those things, you can't accomplish it. You can't go one day I'm done. And that is who you are as, as, as a human being. That is your, and so every aspect, and this is the beautiful thing about like being an entrepreneur or business owner and all this sorts of things is you can create a life that is an expression of all those things and what you want to do and how you want to live in the world. Right. See it. The ultimate form of artwork, in my opinion, right. Live this and create and form the world around you in the way that you want to. That's a never ending thing. There is no done. There's another step. I agree. I mean, it's, um, <clears throat> it's a constant cycle. Um, the idea though, I, I, I'm, I'm a big believer in growth, right? I mean, the idea is, you know, you're talking about reaching the North star and to me is the actions that are put forth and reaching that extreme, right? Every single day, you're still attempting to touch it, right? It's that yeah. mindset of reaching. It's not just, you know, going out there and saying, yeah, that's my goal. No, fuck that, man. You're stepping up to the plate and you're making that attempt. Motherfucker, I'm going to grab that fucking star today, right? It's that action, that, yes. that dive, you know, that dives deep into, into a man's spirit. Now, uh, my perspective in this is in life, and I don't know if you agree with me here, in life, m people in general, okay, they believe that by setting goals um, in their mind, you know, that's good enough. You know, I know that in three years or five years, I want to do this. I want to have <laughs> a bedroom. I want a house with, uh, with four bedrooms, and I want to be able to drive a Porsche, and I want to be able to, yeah, guess what? All right. For me, that's a bunch of shit. What's your take on setting goals? And, and, and maybe you can give our listeners how you set goals and how you go out there and you crush them. Yeah. So let's take that exact example. Why do you want those things? Okay. If you don't understand why, like maybe for myself, uh, yeah, I mentioned, I mentioned recognition, accomplishment. Like maybe those are the recognition piece that maybe that's what I, why I want uh, the portion, the, 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 the house that you mentioned. Right. But what if it's the, the other thing, this other value that I have, which is having security, knowing that I can take care of my family. If you don't understand those deep seated whys and that, and you focus on what your goal is, all you know is like, that's what I wanted. I'm going to go after that. You could over leverage yourself and actually move backwards on the thing, the very thing that you actually want. So it's a way of living, not a thing. And so understanding goals are that expression of those. They allow you to create a life that lives and expresses those values, but it could be a whole lot of different avenues that do the same thing. If you say, my goal is to play in the NFL. Why do you want to play in the NFL? Maybe some random Sunday you're playing some tag football and your knees blown out, your career's over. Is your life goal shot? Not if you know why you wanted to be there. What were those things, those deeper underlying pieces? And I, I think values maybe is the wrong word, but I that's why I list some of the the actual things that um, 
uh, as examples for myself, because once you get there, you can realize there's, oh, wow, there's a whole other avenue of stuff that you could chase. Like for me, I don't have to keep chasing a big, massive lift to show people, to inspire them, to, that they can go and accomplish way more than they ever accomplished. I can do that in other ways. I, I can, you know, I, I can get the piece of, uh, of, of having a crazy challenge and something to chase and, you know, recognition for the hard work I've done and those sorts of things. I can get it other ways so many other goals that I can get. And so that's where I hate this bucket list shit where people like, you've got to pick my hundred things that I need to do. Like that's just shit that caught your eye. Why did it catch your eye? Cause marking that stuff off that list isn't going to do it for you. Great. That, that's legit without a doubt. You know, so let's, let's go into, um, a couple of other things, areas that, that I've been, you know, that's bothering me a lot in this society. And <clears throat> let's talk about how, for whatever reason, we have turned into a sheep mentality. We've, we've literally just become sheep, right? Everybody follows everybody. Um, there is no more thinking for yourself or finding, you know, the facts about something. It's shit. Most people get their news from memes, you know, on social media and they act upon that. Um, unfortunately, I mean, we see that weakness of mind shit. I mean, we just saw it now over the last few months. I mean, we've seen that weakness across all facets and just that, that, that sheep mentality, that herd mentality, you know, I have a big problem with that, man. I have a big problem. What's your take on that? Yeah, it's pretty easy to see. And that's, I, I don't have a good answer for it. I mean, that's why I just try to showcase what I do and how I live uh, across, across like the social media and stuff that I do, because I'm going to show people like you can just, you know, strike your own your own path and live in a way that people, you know, would call crazy or whatever they want to do, like decide who and do the things that you want to do. And, and, you know, in my reflection, I realized I, I've done exactly what my mom was trying to do all those years when she was living in the woods and raising us there, trying to create this world away from society. She didn't want to be part of this. Everybody lives in and, and forging her own path. And I'm like, I, I created the same thing within the world. Like I'm in my own little bubble. I've got my own environment that I live in and, and live and breathe all the things that I want to do. And that's, uh, uh, so I, I don't have an answer for you, Ralph. I'm about like, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's the way that I see uh, it here. About, about what it is other than I can say, I just try to walk the walk. I try to show people by, I hate I'm sorry. I, I, I've got a major frustration with people that love to just, this is why I reached out to you for the podcast. Cause I looked at what you do. You, you don't just talk the stuff. You're not somebody that lectures on con, you know, these concepts, you walk the walk and people need to do that with so many things in their life. And I think that there might be some translation to that, to what we're seeing today uh, in the world. People want to, they want to sit back. It's like this hipster mentality. They want to be able to laugh and, you know, go, Oh, look at that. Try hard. Look at the, Oh, they're failing. Ha ha. 
instead of, you know, being willing to step in and do something different and be ridiculed for it. And that's okay because we all suck at things when we first start going down a path or doing something, you know, different than the norm people. That's, it's worse now than it's ever been, but that's been out through, through, through history. Right. And it's rather, I'd much rather be the person that steps out of the norm and, and, and lives the life on their terms than walk in that path that everybody else is walking, being able to sit on the outside and, and make a meme and ridicule and laugh at, uh, you know, the people that are, that are the tryhards that are out there doing it, that are out there walking the walk. Without a doubt. And I think that a lot of these keyboard warriors and people that hide behind social media and, you know, it's just, uh, <clears throat> and this is, we're getting in our, in our society, we're getting, uh, it's getting deeper and worse where people are just living through social media and becoming people just, that they are not. It's, 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 it's so bad that we don't even have to talk about examples. Anybody listening to this knows exactly oh, what's going sure. on in the world right now. And they're like, <laughs> we don't even have to give examples. That's how bad it is. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> without, without a doubt. Yeah. So I'm gonna, I'm, we're going to end the podcast in a couple minutes, but before we do this, okay, I want you to leave something, you know, that that's, you know, originally yours, something that comes from the heart. I want to leave you know, maybe a message to those that are struggling right now to walk on this warrior's path to, to maybe um, that are, you know, maybe fumbling and stumbling and are maybe fearful and, and are just trying to get over that hump right now in life. You know, what can you, you know, give these listeners, you know, some fire from, from uh, Chris Delphin? Yeah. You know, sometimes it's hard when you're in the moment and it's all coming at you and you look so far out there. Like I said, you, you, you look at that North star or wherever it is that you want to be, maybe the goals associated where you want to live. And you're like, that's so freaking far away, right? I can never get there. And if some kid with toes sticking out the side of his shoes, living by a Creek in the wilderness can do what I've done in, in the world. By sitting there every day and just focusing on the actions of what I can do today and move a little bit forward. You may not feel those big wins right now, but they start stacking up because if you want those big wins, you want to change the world. This isn't something that happens overnight, despite what they tell you on social media and media and everywhere else in the world today. It happens over the course of decades. The winds are going to happen. They're going to start falling in place. And people are going to say, man, that things just fall your way, don't they? And that's not the case. They're not going to see the thousands of little steps that you took across the way. This is your time that you're going to be telling your stories about in the future. If you don't have this time and you don't live this period in your life, was it really worth it? That's awesome, man. Good stuff right there. All right. For our listeners, where can they follow you on social media? Also the name of your book and where can they, uh, where can they purchase that? Yeah. So name of the book is the Eagle and the Dragon. It's on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, on Audible as well. If you go to my site, chrisduffin.com or christopherduffin.com, 
Uh, there's a free actual Audible download. If you don't have an Audible account, you can sign it up and you can get it and one other book. Or if you got an account, just it's a credit, whatever. Uh, there's also links to all my websites uh, there. If you're interested in the uh, physical nature of things, we make the best biomechanically sound equipment in the world at Kabuki Strength, coaching and education, um, minimalist shoes, barefoot uh, athletics, and sup my supplementations that I, do, that I do is with Build Fast Formula. Links for all that's there. Social media, I mean, just type my name in. I mean, come on, people. You got the internet at the tip of your fingers. I'm the person with the little blue check there when you type in Chris Duffin. Uh, it's like muffin, but with a D, all right? Uh, pretty pretty easy to find. So the places that I interact on most is uh, Instagram and LinkedIn. Um, I know LinkedIn sounds a little funny, but you think about all the professionals uh, that I work with in both the clinical space and collegiate and uh, pro teams. That's uh, the reason I'm on there. Um, but uh, you can find me on Facebook and God, Twitter, not so much. I just can't uh, work in the 140 character medium for some reason. <laughs> I haven't figured out how to do that yet. <laughs> I got you. All right, man. Listen, Chris, it's been an honor to have you on very powerful, impactful conversation. Uh, for those listening, remember, it's not just about listening, but it's about integrating it into your own life. Take some of the tools, some of the, you know, stories that Chris, you know, brought to the table and, and start, you know, using it in, in your own life, man. That's what we're changing, you know, lives right now. So, you know, Chris, again, thank you for having, you know, for, for you being on my show here on the Man of War podcast. I would love to welcome you back soon enough to have another conversation. Um, say the name of your book one more time. The Eagle and the Dragon. The Eagle and the Dragon. Go buy this guy's book, man. Some legit stuff there for sure. All right, Chris, thank you for being on, brother. Thank you. If you are a man that has finally said to himself, I am ready to make that commitment. I am ready to step up and change the trajectory of my life. I wanna surround myself with men who are walking on that warrior's path, men who are successful, who are leaders in their lives, being able to lead their families, their businesses, starting to dominate all facets of their life. Then I suggest, I encourage you to submit an application to the Man of War Crucible. This is a life-changing opportunity. We're not looking for weak-minded men. We're not looking for half-ass men. We're not looking for procrastinators. We're looking for action takers, men who are willing to step up and make the life change, to start living a warrior life.